Hey, Coach Ferbs here, back with my boy Lucky Luciano, Alex Tuccio, on uh, for episode three of the Real Baller Show. Um, we've uh, we've had some great feedback, Alex, in the last two episodes. We're gonna keep it rolling. How you doing out there, my guy? Doing really good. Yeah, thanks everybody for the nice uh, messages and and things like that. Sounds like you've been getting some too. Uh, it's been really cool to see, and just uh, excited to do another episode and continue to try to make a difference and uh, reach some people. So let's let's dive into it. For sure, for sure. Hey, you know what? I've been getting a lot of these DMs, and this is what we do here. Um, I feel like it's the most valuable thing that we do is we take the questions that we receive from players. Um, this isn't so much about um, other coaches. It's about the players. Some of the DMs that, that um, I receive, a lot of them have to do with swings. How do I become a better hitter? Um, a lot of them have to do with recruitment process. We talked about the recruitment process before, um, but I've been getting this recent DM from a lot of guys, and maybe it's because it's early in the season, and 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 guys guys are just trying to feel their swing out and and, and trying to feel their way through it. But um, Alex, I've been getting a lot of stuff saying I don't feel confident when I'm up to. But how do I improve and build um, my confidence? That that's the number one thing when we're talking about you know. How do I execute something? How do I think about doing something like hitting a baseball that a guy's trying to, you know, a guy on the mound that he's trying to get a scholarship to? It's different than hitting off of a tee, right? Uh, hitting off of a tee or hitting off a front toss when a guy's trying to run a ball into the barrel of your bat is a lot different than a kid that's on the mound that he's trying to get the scholarship to. He's trying to make you look silly and embarrass you, right? So, so a lot, these are some of the things that I wanted to make sure that we can give some tips to these guys that are, are, um, asking questions about confidence um, and uh, kind of give them some framework to work around and think about kind of reasons of why they would be lacking it or, um, or and, and how to build it. Definitely. I think to start, uh, the easiest place to start would be kind of why people are lacking it. And it really comes down to one key thing. There's a bunch of factors, but the key thing is just like worrying about like people's opinions, um, huh? whether it's scouts you know teammates like I, like i'm not too far removed from you know being in a college locker room and, and even a high school locker room like you know peace, people gossip you know especially let, if you're the worker guy on the team right like you're the grinder you're the you're the guy who's always in the weight room always in the cages you know sometimes other teammates and other people don't like that guy you know because they're making them look bad the other people are insecure you know what i mean so For sure I, I think a lot of players out there relate like, oh, I'm that guy or I'm that girl on the team. Um, and I think that can, you know, hinder your confidence. Some people can rise above it. But, you know, when you're putting stock into other people's point of view um, and you're letting that kind of dictate, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't show up 15 minutes early. Maybe I should only show up, you know, three or, or four minutes early. And I've been there. I, this is stuff I did personally um, because I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be liked. Um, and the farther I've gotten removed from, from actually playing and more kind of in the business world and, and things like that and meetings, I've readapted kind of those same habits of, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to do me. Uh, I'm going to show up early and it's paid, you know, tremendous dividends and been really, uh, successful for me to, uh, embrace kind of who I really am, you know, my natural, uh, discipline, whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, but I think that's why, uh, especially young players struggle with their confidence is, you know, socially and kind of culturally within the team and within the classroom or whatever it is, um, you know, we're putting too much stock into what other people think. Well, yeah. I mean, what you're talking about there, I think 
when I hear what you're saying there, Alex, is do I fear judgment, right? Do I fear, mm -hmm. do I fear the judgment of other people? Maybe it's because I judge other people and that's how I live or maybe not. Maybe I just am so worried about what other people think if I strike out or pop up or what, how pretty my girlfriend is or how much money my family has or where I live or what kind of clothes I have on. I mean, I feel like confidence comes from, uh, at the, at the very basic, at the very basic level, like, you know, am I buying things that make me feel like I fit in? Do I need that mm -hmm. new bat that the guy on the team that, that this one kid has? Or can I get the job done with a, with a, with an eight year old bat that, that, that's the grip tape that the, the grip is all worn down? Like, you know, if I'm doing things like that, I have to fix how that works first. When I look in the mirror, confidence comes from, do I like myself? Number one, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 and if I look in the mirror in the morning after, you know, shaving, brushing my teeth, washing my face, and I can look and say, you know what? I'm out here actually trying to do something for other people. I'm trying to give back. I'm trying to do something. And if I'm, if I'm a young guy, maybe it's my parents. When I start with confidence comes from, for me personally, it comes from a lot of little wins, right? It's a lot of little wins. And, and, and that comes from setting realistic expectations. First of all, confidence doesn't come from hitting a walk off home run. Because if I'm setting the, if I'm setting the, 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 the bar that high, then, you know, th that's a really, really tough way for me to, for me to, I gotta be able to hit a walk off double to, 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 to get my confidence up. That's putting the, that's, I think for young guys, when we, when we're starting out, a sack bunt, moving a runner over, having a quality at bat, a line drive single up the middle, 10 feet off the ground. Can I just execute little wins, right? And, and the more little wins that I get, um, attainable wins, um, that's how I build confidence. You know, right. when I, when you were talking also about the fearing of judgment, and I can speak from a personal standpoint, even from a coaching standpoint, I went through that early on coaching, right? And confidence comes also from experience. I know that when I first started coaching, I feared judgment of other coaches. So, if I was doing a drill in a, in a, in a, in a, in a training setting with a guy, I would be worried about what the coach maybe that had more experience or was, uh, further along in, in, in his career was think or worked with better players or whatever it was. I was worried about he was watching my drill. Did he think that was silly or did he approve? And the more that I got into what I was doing, I've got, once I got to the point where I could care less about what another coach thinks about what I'm doing, because I'm not coaching coaches, I'm coaching players. So once I was able to do that and free myself of that kind of feeling of, of other people worrying about, I was, man, I, w I had so much more success with my players because the drills that I got were so much more tailor fitted around what they needed rather than what I thought another guy was going to approve of. So I think that's a big key. Um, and and I don't know if you've you've gone through anything like that, Alex, where 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 you've kind of because I think we've all got gone there, we've all been there. Now, anybody that tells you I'm completely confident, 100 percent, everything I do, I feel is lying. I mean, we all have insecurities, yeah. things that happen, some more than others. But um, but what do you think, Alex? Yeah, no, I I mean, I definitely have gone through it in two areas of my life, which is one, baseball, which I alluded to earlier. You know, I was always the worker. You know, I, I grinded, um, you know, was a 15 minute early type guy, um, you know, tried to stay late when I could as well. Um, and it kind of, for some reason, steered people the wrong way sometime. Like I was trying to show people up or whatever. And it wasn't even, 
I wasn't a guy who was like, oh, I'm going to be the hardest worker in the room because that's what I'm supposed to be or, or that's what I need to be. It's just I was just trying to be the I was only competing with myself. I wasn't looking at, oh, Johnny's showing up 10 minutes early, so I got to show up 15 minutes early. You know, I got to be there first. It was more I was just making the sacrifice uh, so that I could develop uh, to the best of my ability. And now I'm kind of I've gone through similar experiences, you know, two years, three years being removed from the game, playing uh, in business and things like that. Uh, very similar. Um, people are extremely judgmental. But to go back to what you were saying, the way I kind of interpret um, your interpretation and the way that I look at it, uh, it, it's easy to say, oh, I don't care what people think. You know, I don't know how practical it is. Like, it still bugs us. Like, I'm sure it still bugs you a little bit if, sure. if someone's judging, you know, what we, we all feel the judgment. Um, I think anyone who says they completely don't care, um, there's different levels of how much you do care about what people are saying. But um, to say you don't care at all is, is I don't know how realistic that is. But what you were saying, the way I look at it is it's all life's about results. You know, we get paid for what we produce, you know, whether you're a pro athlete um, and you're drawing people to the stadium and making money for the organization or you're an employee at a company. Um, or you're just, uh, you're an entrepreneur like I, like I am and uh, you're building a business and you hustle and you make it work. You're, you know, you become financially successful, uh, like you're just paid for what you produce. And so why don't we focus on putting more stock into our results? Like who cares what they're saying in the locker room? If you're going out there and you're going two for four, three for five, you know, you're lacing balls all over the park. Uh, you know, you're sitting 92 right on the black, you know what I mean? Off the bump. Like, who cares? Like, let them talk about you. You know what right. I mean? Like, it will bug you still a little bit. But, like, what are they going to say? The results speak for themselves. What you're doing is working. So start to build your confidence around these results that you're producing, the results that you're, you know, bringing to yourself and bringing to the team. Um, there's a quote. It's, I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to be great. And it's awesome if people like you. It's great to be popular and have a lot of friends. Uh but it's also great to achieve your goals for you. It's not so much about what other people think all the time. You need to be content with what you're doing, the direction you're going, what you're achieving. Uh, do you have more potential? You know, like build your confidence and build your mindset around those things instead of, you know, do I have to go to that party Saturday night? Or what are they going to say, you know, Monday when I see them in the locker room or in the hallways? You know, do I have to be there? Is that really what I want to be doing? Is it what makes me happy? And once you start making these decisions for yourself, uh, and this is something I've adapted for my own life where I'm not a guy who goes out a ton. You know, I, I hardly go out ever. Um, it's not that I'm antisocial. I love talking to people. Obviously, we're on this podcast. Like, I, I can talk for hours. It's more, I just have other ambitions. I want right. to be successful. I want to be healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's also healthy to be social. And I do do it sometimes, but I do it within a, a reasonable amount of energy that I'm investing into it because it makes me happy. And I wasn't always that way. I definitely went through periods, uh, especially in college, where I was forcing myself to, you know, go to parties and, and social gatherings and things like that. And it was all right, but like it wasn't serving me. And so if you start to, to really focus all your energy into what serves yourself instead of what serves other people, um, in a negative way, it's obviously good to do community service and things like that. Like those are things that are going to uplift you. But in terms of just trying to fit in and things like that, those are things that are going to hinder your confidence. So in terms right. of actually giving advice of how, how can I start to build it? Start to make decisions for yourself. Um, put, put more stock into 
how your decisions are impacting you versus impacting other people all the time. And I think you'll start to see, you know, pretty quickly a, a change um, in kind of your mindset and confidence. I, li- I, I like all those things you're talking about. And, and when I, for instance, when I look at you, right, and, and, and I say, why is, you're 25 years old, right, Lucky Luciano? Yes, sir. 25. So, so you're, only, you're only a year older than I am, right? So, <laughs> so, so when I look at, when I look at it, I, I'm, I would say a kid like you, but you're not a kid. You're a grown man. When I, when I, when I look at a guy like you that is very successful in business, your, your overall presentation of, of your, of yourself, the way you comb your hair, the way you come out, make sure that you got no, no dirt in your eyes. And, 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 and I mean, you know what I mean? You don't come out dusty. First of all, if you come out looking dusty, Right. Then, then and that's just something that I, I, I a funny thing that I talk about with my guys and my players. When you show up to the yard, you you, you get it. You got to be crispy. And that's why that's why thing is that if my if my overall look and what I, one of the is is something that I, I, can, I don't even like myself and I don't feel good. That's a bad start to, to just to start off. And, and one of the things that I think makes you confident because you you're well spoken. Right. You've experience some things you've thrown yourself into the fire with some with some with some business situations that most guys would hesitate right but from doing based on their lack of experience and it's just going and doing it right and that work ethic that you were talking about of of I showed up early and, and got my work in man for all the young guys that are out there if you want we want to talk about how do I build confidence not just what is it but how do I get more of it confidence comes directly from the work that we put in off the field when nobody is watching, when we're competing with ourselves in an empty room, right? Because right. that's the most time that we spend with ourselves. There's 168 hours in a week, okay? Right. If the only time that I'm going to practice is when my team practices, and my practice in a typical high school practice is me getting 10 swings in a BP setting and then shagging fly balls and doing whatever it is, man, then – all I'm doing is doing the bare minimum of what everyone else is doing. So if my talent level and what God gave me was not blessed to be some freakish athlete that can just step on a field and start raking, then guess what? I need to be able to put in that work off the field by myself, not with a coach or anybody else telling me what to do or my father or mother saying, hey, did you get your work in? If your parents and your dad is, tell- is asking you, what did you do? Man, you're, right. you're already behind the eight ball. So my suggestion would be, um, when it comes to, when it comes to building confidence is that we got to stop lying to ourselves, right? As baseball yep. players and young athletes, here's what I see happening a lot is that kids want to be great. They see Mike Trout on TV, but they don't understand what Mike Trout did. They don't understand what he sacrificed. They just see the end result of him hitting that 430-foot bomb on the 96-mile-an-hour fastball down and in, and they go, man, I could do that. Well, you might be able to do that if you ate like Mike Trout, if you recovered like Mike Trout, if you you focused like Mike Trout. But here's the thing. If you're saying to yourself things and then not doing those things that you're saying you're going to do, you are... Right. Going, your confidence is going to go down, down, down. It's going to keep right. going down. If I if I say to myself, right, I'm lying. I'm, I'm going to the gym at 9 a.m. or I'm going. I'm going to get up early before I go to school, before I go to my first class, and I'm going to go hit the gym. I'm going to run. I'm going to jog in the morning. It doesn't matter. Right. If you if I'm saying that I'm lying to myself, and when I lie yep. to myself, we have a conscious and we have a subconscious, right? 
if I'm lying to myself constantly, think about this, Alex, if, if I, if I was, I'm your friend. If I started lying to you about things, you, and I started saying, you, I said, you said, Hey, Ferbs, we're going to do this podcast today. And I went, yeah. And then I just never called you back. Or you said, or you said, Hey, Ferbs, I need you to come help me move my, my house, man. I'm moving to another apartment. I got to move a couch. Can you help me? Can you come over at two o'clock? I said, yeah, I'll be there. And don't show up. What happens after a little while is that Lucky Luciano says he might not hate me, but he's going to stop hanging out. He's going to just separate himself, right? Right. Because it, when, when, you, when you lie to somebody, when you lie to somebody like that, and you, to make no mistake about it, we're lying to ourselves. So confidence comes from, if I say I'm going to do something, I must do it. I, 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 yep. I, you know, hold yourself to that standard. And that can, I think that can make a big impact in doing it because and, and, and if you, and if the last thing I'll say on this one, um, Lucky Luciano, and then I'll hand it back over to you is that when I look in the mirror and, and if I've been, if I have been doing that, if I'm a, if I'm a young kid out there, if any of you guys are listening and you've been saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to start hitting away, but I'm going to long toss more, more. I'm going to go and throw my bullpen and I'm going to go find a kid in my neighborhood that I can play catch with, even if it, cause that's confidence too. I think a lot of kids come from, we don't get out there and talk to people. You need, we, we get taught from a young age, like, hey, don't talk to strangers. You know what I mean? Like, 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 don't talk to anybody. Like, don't, that does not build confidence. I'm telling you. When I, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're supposed to talk to random people that look like psychopaths on the street. But what I'm saying is that if it's a kid your age and he's a ball player and he lives in your neighborhood, man, go find that kid outside when he's walking out of his house on the way to school or whatever and say, hey, yo, you play ball? Yo, let's, let's play, let, let's, let's take some ground balls or something one day after school. That in, in itself, talking to people rather than texting, going up, that builds, it's a huge confidence builder. And it, and it, and it opens up so many more opportunities because then you go, Hey, this ain't that easy. And when it comes time to talk to that college coach, look, I know how to interact with people. I'm not just locked into this self me, me, me thing. I can get out there and do it. So if I, I would, if it, it, it starts with, Building that confidence for me, it starts with if I lacked it before, I need to apologize to you, Lucky Luciano. If I was the one that was lying to you about what I was doing, right? And was saying, I was saying, hey, I'm going to do this. I didn't do it. I got to first to repair that relationship. I have to say, I apologize to you, Lucky Luciano. And I'm going to start something new. Today's a new day. And from starting from right now, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to go do it. And then what happens is if it's for me, if, if I was lying to myself, I need to apologize to myself. Very simple concept. I look in the mirror and most kids don't won't do this because most kids, you know, it's a high level way of thinking. But I look and say, hey, look to myself. I, I apologize to myself for lying to you about what I was doing as far as my work ethic off the field, because I'm dealing with it right now with my young guys on my real baller squad is that they came from the small field, the little field. They're on the big field. Talk about humbling experience. Talk about you guys were bat flipping and pimping 200 foot mishit fly balls last year. And now those fly balls are easy outs and you can't get it. You can't buy yourself a hit. You went from, I'm going to be Mike Trout to, I can't even be out here anymore. It's, it's, it's really, really, really a, 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 a great kind of parallel to what we're talking about here because why we last, last weekend in this event, we walked 12 batters in one game, three different pitchers. We walked 12 batters in one game. Now, I'm not saying that, that, and it's impossible to win a baseball. We lost 4-2. We should have gotten mercy, right? But, 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 but 
that is a direct result from not getting my work. And I can't just show up to the yard anymore. And literally you can do that on a big field, on a big, on, in, a, in a big, on a, on a regular person's we're, we're in real life now, not fantasy land. You know, when it's a 60 foot mound and you got umpires that are, that aren't expanding strike zones to, to, to the other batter's box. I got to start working now off the field and make sure that I'm my precision and my accuracy that only comes from work. So when I get out there, I knew I put the work in. I can play with anybody else out here because I already outworked everybody. There. Now it's just kind of time for me to showcase what I'm doing. So I, I was just going to say that lucky uh, to, to finish up on the build of your confidence type of, type of uh, thing we're talking about. Yeah. Now. And I think what we, what you and I can do is we can link this into kind of the physical development part as well, which you, I feel like you were starting to go that direction towards mm-hmm. the end there um, of it, it goes back a little bit to the results speak for themselves. But when you know you're putting in the work, that's how you can gain more confidence too. So, um, you know, I know coachability is a topic uh, that we should probably discuss. Like, how, how do I become coachable? How, how am I coachable or not? And if I'm not, like, how do I fix it so that I can get the help that I need? Because it's important, you know, like, no matter what you're doing in life, you kind of need mentors, you know, people to help point you in the right direction, whether it's your swing or, you know, internships or whatever it is, you kind of need those people. So um, I know that's something we kind of wanted to talk about today is like, how how do I kind of build my relationship with my coach? How do I find a a coach who can meet my needs in terms of my development? Um, And I feel like what we're talking about right now is more like the self-coaching. You know what I mean? Which is, is how how do I hold myself accountable so that, you know, if I do find that perfect swing coach or pitching coach, when I'm by myself with only a bucket of balls and a tee, how, how do I ensure that I'm getting the most out of that time so that when, you know, let's say it's a Monday, you're in the cages, you're, you're working on some minor tweaks, you know, you're doing your tee work, you have a game on Wednesday, when Wednesday rolls around, you know, uh, you, when you're warming up, you're hitting in the cages, you're, you're hitting BP, whatever it is, you're ready to play and you're, you're ready to break out of that slump or you're ready to take your game to the next level because no one was around. There was no one to be accountable to besides yourself. And so that's just a way that to link kind of, you know, I know we're talking a lot about like the mindset and things like that, but that's a way to link. How do I physically get better? And in turn, when I'm physically getting better and I know that I am, obviously that will build your confidence, right? So um, not sure your kind of thoughts and experience, you know, working with players and mm-hmm. um, and, and not. And, you know, you, I'm sure you have a, a short list of guys who you could probably count on one hand who you don't have to be around them all the time, but you know they're doing the right things on their own time and their results speak for themselves. You know, they're most likely committed to high-level schools and, uh, you know, hitting 300, 400, all those things. Um, so when you're around those guys, that short list, like do they have that different aura from a confidence standpoint uh, around them, whether they're on the field or off the field? Well, being able to self-correct um, and not need anybody. It was one of the things I was, it was Larry Rothschild, one of the Yankees pitcher was talking about Andy Pettit. And he was saying that out of all of the pitchers that he's ever worked with, um, Andy Pettit had the ability to, like he would be in the bullpen and he would miss a spot by two inches and he just would go, he would talk himself through it. Like he basically would talk to himself and, you know, the coach is there just like a therapist, basically talking to him and, and basically there as a sounding board, um, rather than trying to force a deliberate movement or do something mechanical. See, here's a problem that we have with instruction, um, 
with young guys these days is that the first thing that everybody always goes to if they didn't hit well in a game, if they are popping up, if they're rolling over, is mechanics. That is the number one thing that guys want to focus on. I will tell you is that in my experience, focusing on mechanics is a wildly losing game. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a losing game. Um, and I'll tell you a couple of, a couple of reasons why. Uh, if I do have to work with mechanics, which I hate the word mechanics, but if I have to work on it, it will be the last stop on every other thing. I will exhaust every other option before I do that and start working on where my bat path and where my elbow is slotted and what my foot is doing and where, how far my stride length is because uh, my friend Lance Wheeler, and I talk about this all the time, he says that his belief is, and he's one, he's a crazy baseball mind. He's a, he works with 12 major league baseball teams. I think that, that with their pitching guys, like he's the guy that teaches the pitching coaches at the major league level, what to be working on with, their guys. So he, he's, he's definitely, he's got, he's got a good resume to, to, and, and he's an authority as far as what is. And he says that 99% of all flaws, right? Mechanical flaws are man-made, meaning a kid is not doing something in a batting cage setting the way that the coach likes the way it looks to him. And we all know that looks is perception, right? So what what kind of a swing that I like, how it looks, and what kind of a swing that you, you might like Ken Griffey's swing. I might like Mike Trout's swing. Completely, Mike Trout's swing is not a pretty swing. It's not this finesse, pretty, like, sexy swing. To me, is it to you? Mike Trout? Yeah, Mike Trout. Do you think he has, like, a sexy swing? I don't think so. I mean, it's... It's, it's not, like, not it's, sexy. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not grippy. Super, it's not it's, grippy. It's not Griffey and Barry Bonds. It's a short, it's so short and compact to the ball, but, and he kind of like comes through and holds it with two hands and cut. And, and it just, to me, it looks, to me, I, I, it looks like a lot of guys wouldn't teach a guy to swing like that. It looks like, um, um, you know, what, what we, the problem a lot of guys have, especially from an instruction standpoint, is that, if we don't like the way it looks in a cage, we'll automatically try and change something. And I, I will say this. This is what, what I'll say. From recommendations on working with hitting instructors or pitching instructors, here's the number one thing. If you walk into a hitting to work with a, a, a coach, a hitting instructor, or a pitching instructor, and he doesn't do a movement screening on you and ask you if you've had any prior injuries and have basically a 10-minute talk with you about what your prior experience is, and he just has you go out and start swinging, I would run the other way very fast. I would say, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, but I'm going somewhere else because that is a really amateur approach to teaching an explosive movement. I, I was fortunate enough to work at a health club, and I was a sales manager at a health club and worked closely with some of the top trainers, and this was in San Francisco when I lived there after I, after I uh, came, after I out of college. And I was able to see how per, some of the top personal trainers worked with athletes. And when you're, we're talking about explosive movements, a swing is an explosive movement, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so I've never once seen an individual walk into a personal, tra a training setting where they're trying to teach an explosive movement, whether it's a jump, or whether it's a lateral move or whatever it is, um, and 
not do a movement screening on an individual, meaning what is your range of motion, right? Have you had any prior injuries? Um, what, what your, your, your flexibility, your balance, um, core strength, all these different things that go into what is because we can't just look at, you know, Bellinger or, 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 uh, you know, any of these guys out here and say, Hey, go do, look at the video and say, do this. If the human being can't do it outside in a gym setting, why are we asking him to do it in a batter's box? I mean, what happens to me, what happens for me, what I, why I stopped working on mechanical things is because, and it's why it's a losing game is because you're forcing a, a, a person to move a certain way that their pattern is not set up to move. Meaning, if I walk down the street, you know how when you come to a, you know how when you come to a standstill, if you're walking and we just come to a standstill, maybe your two feet are pointed a little bit slightly out, like not duck footed, but a little bit slightly, maybe one, maybe just your right foot is pointed a little bit to the right, but your left foot is straight, right? That's how right. you walk. That's how, just how you walk has nothing to do with anything. What I say is stand in the batter's box like that. If that's how you walk, set up just like that in the batter's box. We have guys that as soon as a guy sets up, without even seeing him take a swing, say, hey, put your foot this way straight away or do this. Why? Why are you forcing a, 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 a somebody that is going to throw off his entire sequence? And what he's right. going to do is here's here's the here's the dangers and what happens when you see when you see guys working on mechanical stuff. If I'm hitting when I when I when I when I used to hit when I was young, I used to hit and like dive into balls and hit off my front side. Meaning like my front leg would still firm up, but my back foot would come off the ground and I was still a very quality hitter, but I didn't, I didn't hit with my back foot on the ground like that. I would dive into balls and things. When I got to a Juco, one of the kids on the team, right? And while I was taking BP and I was hitting well, I made, I walked on, made the team. If this shortstop says to me, Hey, why do you, there's some one random day we were taking BP. He said, Hey, why do you, uh, and the coach was there too. He said, Hey, why do you, why is your back foot come off the ground like that? I had no idea what I was doing, right? No idea. Why is your back foot come off the ground like that? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, people don't hit like that. You're supposed to keep your back foot on the ground so you get more of this or that. So what did I do? I took something that I didn't even know I was doing. Why? Because I was self conscious. I was self conscious. It wasn't about being self aware. Instructors think they're making a young kid self aware by by pointing out things that his body's doing. It's not. Because the way that we talk to young kids, 13, 14, 15, 16, is way different than how we talk to grown men. There's a reason for it. It's because a young man's mind, like we talked about before with confidence, does not have the confidence in his own ability and, and, and who he is as a person to decipher the information and say what's good and what's bad for the way that he moves. So the, 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 the parallel to it is that if I talk to you, Alex, and you are, um, if you're 15 years old, say right now, and I, I talk about some of my guys is that, is that if, if you're dating, if you're going on dates with girls and you're trying, obviously you want to build your confidence that way and, and, and go out on a few dates and, and you meet a girl and she's everything that you go to have dinner with her. It's great, man. You, you got, you hit it off. Great conversation, pretty smart, everything you want in a girl and you're a man. Great date. And after the date, you say, Hey, I'm going to call you. I got to call you in a couple of days. Maybe we'll go to the movies. And she says, Yeah, go ahead. Call me. And three days later, me or you call her and she doesn't respond. Just leaves us on red, right? 
at our age, at our age, at my age, I'm 41. At my age, I go, eh, you know, and I'm married, so I love my wife. I'm just saying, putting it parallel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying is that if 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 I, we, you or I might look at that and go, ah, man, that sucks, man, because she was really, she was really, really cool, but we would be able to shake it quick and say, well, there's more fish in the sea, and you know what? I'm gonna, I'll go back there, yeah, whatever it is. If I'm 15 or 14 or 15, and I have, and, and a girl does the same thing to me and leaves me on red, or I start looking internally. I start looking in the mirror thinking about what is it? Is it my hair? Do I have to grow it out? Is it my clothes? What, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 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 so what happens is, so what happens is the way that we're talking to, the way that we're relating the information to the kid, we have to make sure we're not making them self-conscious about what's going on with their body first, because they're going to take that literally. Whereas if I'm talking to the guys that I, that I work with that are, that are, that are pro hitters, if I talk to, uh, Josh Palacios, you know, Josh or somebody like that. If I was in a cage with him hitting and I said something stupid, like, Hey, why is your back foot coming off the ground? He would probably be like, dog, why are you looking at my back foot? Stop being weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, no, because they, 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 because they, they process information differently, but yeah, yeah that's kind of what, what I, what I was thinking about with the coaching thing to uh, make sure that we're finding people that are trying to make us better in game. We have to be, have guys that are actually watching our in game at bats. I don't know any pro MLB hitting coach that doesn't watch in game swings and just watches what's going on in a batting cage. It's not reality. Right. No. And I think what you're saying is like, especially if you're a high school player, this is more for kids who are four, 14 to 17 and, and like your body's growing, right? You're developing, you're, you're probably just starting to pump some weights and things like that. Your body's going to react differently every season. You know, as you're going, you're going to be able to do things differently and things are going to feel different. And the way I interpret what you're saying, and I, and I look up to obviously what you do from a, a coaching perspective, you have years of experience and, you know, you've worked with dozens of, of successful players is like you have to do what, what comes natural. And I think that it's almost clickbait uh, a lot of the time for uh, coaches, whether they're online coaches or in-person coaches, where it's it's an easy sell to say, oh, no, you have to swing like, you know, the, the best players in baseball. Like, it's just an easy from a financial perspective. There's no risk. You know what I mean? Like, they can't be wrong because someone who's already successful is doing it. You know what I mean? That's But they almost block out any other way. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a little more challenging and it's a little more investment into their their clients, into their players. It's you tougher. know what I mean? It, it, takes, yeah. it, takes, it takes longer to actually individualize a program. And a lot of guys don't know how to individualize a program because the way an individualized program works is by watching in-game at-bats. It's not from watching guys take front toss or T-work or even live BP or even – you can't simulate what's going on in a game. Right. So, so, front so, toss is literally – front toss is literally the perfect – it's the test environment. You know what I mean? Like it's – you're getting flipped in underhand baseball. Almost – you could put – Almost any non-baseball player in a cage, and they could most likely, you know, hit the ball. You know front what I mean? What, what front toss? What front toss? What front toss essentially is is the same way that a pitcher doesn't come out to the mound and just start throwing 100 miles an hour. He just he plays catch, right? He warms up. That's exactly what yep. the, what, the, what the parallel is from front toss is to a hitter. It's a warm up. It's 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 feeling some different things. It's getting your timing down. It's not you know it's great for for what it is, and there's a reason why for 100 years everybody does it before the game, but um. And, 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 but, 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 um, what I, what I was more, you know, 
like trying to make sure that kids that, that a lot of the young guys understand is that if you're in a situation where you're not getting a program that's custom tailored, just like a personal trainer would at a gym, it has to be that way. There are certain universal things that go on in a swing. There's certain, there, there are certain things that have to happen in order to produce ground force and produce enough energy to be able to hit a ball hard consistently. Right. You know, does that make sense? Like, like th there's, if, if you don't have core strength, every single, like the consistencies I see with big league hitters or pro hitters, every single one of them has massive amounts of core strength. That is the ability to transfer force through a stable midsection. That is a consistent universal thing. You don't see guys, hitters, that are weak in their midsection. I haven't seen one yet. So right. if I have, if you have, if, if, if I'm not working on those type of things off the field before I get into a batting cage and I'm thinking I'm going to, can I get more power by having a clean, efficient swing path? Yeah, I can. But it, the, the strength and how much strength we have is a direct correlation of anything we do. Um, for, for some reason, baseball players think that you can, you know, or, 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 or a lot of instructors will go straight to, Seeing a guy hit a home run, right? Seeing, seeing, seeing a, a big, a pro hitter hit a home run in a slow mo video. And then we go, well, I just saw this one move that John Carlos Stanton did or any of these guys, right? Now we're going to work on that with a 12 year old player in a batting cage setting. That's what we're going to do. When in reality, that's the exact same thing to me. You don't see that in any other sport, by the way. You never see that. Right. You want to talk about football, soccer. Let's go to soccer. What the equivalent is of taking a 12-year-old and trying to mimic what John Carlos Stanton did on that home run in that one pitch location that is, was completely him, the result of him being a good athlete and having all these different experiences and 12,000 more at-bats than everybody else, right? Is that, is that it's like a soccer coach. What does a soccer coach do with a kid that's 11, 12? What he does is they start with the basics. Can you juggle this soccer ball a hundred times off your foot or this tennis ball or this piece of balled up chewing gum off the tip of your foot a hundred times? Can you control the ball, your body movements? Can you control the ball? Is it, it's basic. They don't take a kid that's 12 years old and say, first time he comes in for a soccer lesson and say, let's go get video of Pele, the best soccer player in the world in the 1969 uh, World Cup doing a, bicycle kick the most craziest athletic explosive feet and 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 scoring the winning people don't do that at soccer they there's a uh, people crawl then they walk then they jog then they sprint that's what development is right right and so so yeah so Never i just thought about that yeah i just want to make sure that people, it's it's exciting right a home run is exciting and i get that they don't do it in basketball either nobody says here's what we're going to do did you see LeBron James jump from the foul line and 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 yam on that yeah. dude's head and posterize that guy? That's not. It's always the little hoop. The kids start with the little hoop, and then of, the, the you know. Of, of yeah. course, and they and they start with handling the the basketball and doing all the dribbling and hand and, and 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 skill work that has to do with that. And because you can't to a basketball, you can't fool a kid and say, "Hey, if we copy LeBron James's movement pattern, 
We're going to be able to dunk a basket. We're going to slow it down to a thousand frames per second. Everything LeBron James does when he cuts to the hoop and then takes off off this off his left foot and he explodes upwards, we're going to copy that. You're going to dunk. You can't dunk. Right. Sorry. If you can't dunk, you can't dunk. You need to work off the field or off the court and improve your jumping ability, your athleticism, your lateral movement, your explosiveness. But And then you get back on the court and see how much further progression you did. So um, I just think that we want to make sure we keep uh, a, a, a realistic approach to what we're doing in a, in a batting cage setting and, and what the instruction really is and, and why we're asking kids to change their natural movement patterns just because. Like, you, right. you, you don't even shake the kids. How are you making an adjustment, Alex? I want to know how you walk into a, a facility, you meet a guy for the first time, and he's making adjustments on the first session you do with him. How? How do you know that that kid isn't a, doesn't swing completely? I've seen guys that are BP heroes and can't hit in games. I've seen guys that look terrible in BP. Not terrible to a point where it's just it's just – like lackluster swings. They don't really, it, it's not, that's not like yep. their thing where they shine. And then all of a sudden they just hit because their competitive nature in games is way better than the guy that's the BP hero. I don't yep. focus, I don't focus on mechanics at all anymore unless it's, I will focus on other things. Like a lot of times we're focusing on mechanics. I was working with this kid, Omri, the other day and he kept on off the tee, rolling the ball over to the shortstop, two or three in a row. If you roll over two or three times in a row, right? And I asked him, I said, why do you think that's happening? Um, why do you think that's happening? He says, my front shoulder's opening up too soon. I said, going, what, did, how, what, what, what is that? That's mechanics. That's going straight to what his body's doing. That kid is a 12 year old kid and somebody, or from watching the internet and watching things talk about mechanics, 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 he is now trained to think I'm not hitting. It's my mechanics. This is off of a T. I told him, no, it's not, it's not your shoulder. Here's what it is, Omri. Hit this baseball off the tee and hit it straight up 90 degrees into the top of the net. Because if you're going the other way, right, try to hit it straight up. If, you, if you're hitting it straight down, then hit it straight up, right? He, go, I said, he goes, yeah, he goes, try to hit it straight up. I said, yeah, try to hit it straight up in the air. He tries to hit it straight up in the air, and he hits a line drive missile to right center field over the second baseman, right? So... I asked and I asked him, I said, why do you think that happened? I said, were you trying to hit it straight up in the air? Yes, I was trying to. So why do you think that happened? Um, maybe because my back show. No, that's mechanics again. What happened is you changed where you actually, your, your purpose was of hitting the baseball. Where on the actual baseball are you hitting it? You were hitting it on the top of the baseball. Now you're getting a little bit lower below center because that's your goal. You have a different task. And if that works, that works. And then Light bulb goes off in his head. I said, now just repeat that. If that's your swing thought, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what a hitting coach says. That works for you, right? So stick with that in the game. Maybe you have to set your sights higher on the baseball or lower on the And it's the same thing. If he was popping up, Alex, I would tell him, roll over to the shortstop. Try to roll over. You're, 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 you're way too, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're getting under it way too much, right? Sometimes right. you have to ex exaggerate something the other way to get a result that we want. But the best hitting coaches that I've seen, this is just me, the best hitting coach that I've worked or I've been around, they don't tell guys what to do. That's not what they do. They trick guys into moving certain ways by giving them a task. They tr literally trick their athletes. They don't focus. They say, 
well, do try to do this and see what happens. What if we tried this? And when you say what if to a kid, what if he tried this? It gives them ownership, right? First of all, it says now, I'm, what if? I don't know. Let me try that out. It's not telling me what to do. So, you know, I, th- I think we got to make sure that our swing, right, Alex? And, and this is, I don't want to keep on going at this, but I think it's a great topic is that because a lot of kids struggle with what's good information, what's bad information, who do I listen to, right? Yep. And, and no, so, and I, yep, go ahead. Well, I was just going to, going to finish just saying like, if, if my, our swings, when, when, when we're, when we're hitters and baseball players, they're like really sacred to us. You know what I mean? Like we take a lot of pride. I used to take, and, and, and you can learn by watching, taking a blend of, of guys in, 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 in MLB games, you watching, a, watching a pro, uh, a, a pro baseball game or whatever it is. You can take things from that, but our swings after which has, it, you know, it's something that we really hold dear. It's just like, I don't want somebody messing with my swing unless I trust them. I, I can't just skip over the athlete gaining the trust of the athlete and him knowing that I have his best interest in mind. If I'm just looking at this kid as a dollar sign and he's just a lesson, um, which I don't really think that lessons, one-on-one lessons work for some guys to slow it down and everything. I like group atmosphere more as I've gotten more experience because it's a more competitive thing. And it's just, it, it, it just, for me, it, it works better. Yeah. But I can't just tell somebody, there's a reason why we don't just walk up to people on the street. There's a reason why Alex, like you don't go ask people for business advice that are just random people on the street. There's a reason yeah. for that because you yeah. don't trust them. And that, and your business, the way you move in business is your, it, you're sacred to you. It's, it's something you really hold dear. So who do you ask? I ask people that I trust. I ask guys that have experience. I ask guys that I know have my best interest in mind, not some random guy that I'm going to. Even if I go a guy running a business course, I'm going to pay him $100 for an hour. I still don't know him. You know what I mean? So uh, it, building a relationship with the athlete and knowing that this guy has, and you're, he, you're not just looking at him like a dollar. Oh, he's just another lesson. If I get 15 of these kids, I can make $1,500 in a week. And then, you know, that, that's, that's, that's really a, a amateur approach to hitting. So I just have some stuff to keep in mind, buddy. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I wanted to let you finish the thought cause it's, you know, you're the, you're the expert on this stuff. So I don't want to give advice just to give advice. You know, that's, that's the exact problem, right? Is people just chime in and say stuff just cause they feel like they have to. I think you kind of, <laughs> you, you summed it up perfectly. I, I, I just have nothing to add. You know what I mean? Like, I just think, you know, I wish someone was telling me this stuff. You know, when I was getting my, my coaching and my lessons done, you know, I guess 10, 10 years ago or so, you know, it wasn't, I didn't have access to information in terms of podcasts and things like that. I was just, uh, you know, in the box of just trying to develop. So hopefully, you know, kids listening and parents listening, the next time they go into the, the facility, you know, they can evaluate really what's going on. I think it was good. Um, 100%. Well, I, I don't know if you, if, if there's anything else that you would want to, uh, talk about on the session. I think we, we went over some confidence stuff and, 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 and that's approach stuff and, and how we, how we look at ourselves and, and how we view ourselves. And we also talked about, you know, from a, some physical stuff with, you know, what, some things to be aware of, um, some things that we do. And, 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 and I really want to stress that point of, you know, making sure we do a movement screening, right? And making sure that, 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 that we don't just say we're just going to go in and work on hitting balls off a tee and hitting line drives because you know a lot of that stuff is 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 worked on off the field. But other other than that, I I think we I think we 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 covered some good topics today. What do you think? Right. No, I think this was a good one. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. 
We'll be back next week. I think the most valuable thing people can do for us is kind of continue to ask us questions, you know, via DM. Um, right. You know, keep the, keep those messages coming. Um, I think what's been really cool is, you know, people spend some time writing us reviews uh, in the podcast uh, app on the, on the iPhone, um, which has been really cool. Uh, but it's a community effort. You know, we're going to talk about whatever the, the, the guys and, and girls out there want us to talk about. And uh, that's the way we'll we'll have the most fun so that we're not, you know, talking about the same stuff over and over again. And also we can uh, answer what we can and, and help out where we can. So uh, I definitely think this was a good one. I think we're building some momentum here and uh, you and I are getting more comfortable with kind of the podcast format. It's been uh, it's been a cool experience. Well, it's easy to work with Lucky Luciano. You know what I mean? The guy's the guy's uh, he's a, he's a he's a smooth operator. I'm learning a lot from I'm learning a lot from listening to you. I'm, I'm not I'm not a, a a big guy on talking with with uh, you know in front of a bunch of people. I like this setting because it's one on one. But uh, you know I I I I really appreciate um, you, Lucky Luciano, and all the guys, everybody that's out there that's that's tuned in. We hope we brought you some kind of value. Um, if you have questions like like Alex was talking about. Feel free to hit us up on Alex Tuccio at Alex Tuccio. It's T U. What is it? A Tuccio. I changed my handle. It's at T U C C I O now is my handle. Oh, this guy's changing handles now. He's big leaguing everybody. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I made the I made the change. But uh, but yeah, you uh, you guys can hit me up anytime, and um, I look at all the messages, and it's always it's always cool to see, especially when we're just we're kind of just sending this podcast out to the universe. Like we have no idea who who's going to listen or from where. So it's. It's always cool to get one of the messages, especially about the podcast and people sharing it to their story and stuff. Um, well, if you, if, if the people, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. And if you guys are out there, you know, drop your boy DJ Ferbs and, and Lucky Luciano a crispy five stars if you're getting some value from it. That's all we ask. We're not asking for money or anything like that. That's right. Just tell us that. Tell us, tell us, give us your suggestions and saying like, you know, we got some different suggestions. We've gotten good suggestions from different people. Uh, one suggestion, by the way, I, before we end that I got, was there was a there was a one woman that texted and said remember when we were talking about LOIs um um uh about 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 not, uh, NLIs NLIs we were talking about right yep and and she was saying hey you know if don't do the abbreviations because a lot of us people in baseball land we don't know what the, you guys know what this stuff is when you talk when uh. you use abbreviations and I said oh I said I said I said I totally understand and that, it was valid I said yeah we got to really try to simplify it so that people can can really understand even people that are a beginner. Yeah. We have to make it most simple for a beginner. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, look, we're just like these players are out there working hard on their game. We're working hard on our podcast game, and we're only going to get better at this, hopefully. You know, so right, we'll we'll get better and better, and uh, the feedback definitely helps us. Like things like that, we would have had no idea. You and I would just be. You know, G two G, B R B. I mean, we'd be using all the abbreviations. Right, right, right. And the, well, the, the, her name was Marissa. So Marissa, the NLI is National Letter of Intent. It's, it's yeah. what it's what uh, when we're saying it's it's what uh, what high school kids sign in senior year when they when they uh, when they're when they're committed to a to a to a, to a university NCAA. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So any yeah, for sure. So anyway, Tucci, Tucci, uh, I will. Uh, Get you back next week. We will drop another one, right, Lucky? Yes, sir. Yep, we'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, Ferbs, appreciate you too. Uh, thanks for all the Glad nice thing, nice things always. Helping build my Got confidence it. here. And uh, yeah, if you guys liked it, please, <laughs> please, please leave us five stars. It uh, it makes us feel good, and it helps us, you know, understand that we're on the right direction. So uh, it would really mean a lot. You got we'll, it, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Real Baller Show. Ha have a beautiful day, guys. Stay crispy out there.
uh, would really mean a lot. But yeah, we'll see you guys on the next.